Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today we are talking about Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Pandora tomorrow. I think that's correct. It's got Sam Fisher in it. That is correct. And when you put on your goggles it goes boop. I'll see you on the other side of this uh, James Horner-like music. And with me to discuss Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow, published by Ubisoft, is my good friend Craig. Hello. No lethal Craig. force allowed. That really stinks, right? Like, well, I can't, even when no. lethal force is allowed, I try, I try not to. I just like to kill them. <laughs> they won't ever spot me when they don't have eyes. <laughs> Uh, why don't you read the stats and we will discuss Splinter Cell. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so, developed by Ubisoft, published by Ubisoft, produced... Oh my god, like, Japanese names are one thing, but like, this must be like French-Canadian or something, I don't know. Or just French, or Italian, or something. Domitili Dot Libigit. <laughs> that was awful. Okay, was so-, so let me, let me, let me... Not looking at the Wikipedia, so it's domitelli.labigot. Okay. Um, uh, no, I don't know what it is. That's, uh, I'm going off of your pronunciation. Something like that. Um, anyway, there's a heap of people. We're not, not going to read out everyone like usual. Uh, so it was released in 2004, so it's our 2004 Retro Rewind game on Xbox, Windows, Game Boy Advance, ugh, mobile, ugh, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and PlayStation 3 later on. Um... I don't think that was a remaster. I think it was just released as was. Oh boy, that's a name I couldn't pronounce. What? That that name? Domitile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Might be uh, if I had. It looks like French. All right. <clears throat> I'm mm-hmm. gonna put on my French pronunciation hat. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Domtier, Duet Le Bigot, would be my guess. That was good. No, that was the fakest <laughs> French that I could come up with. Um, yeah, that that's the best I got. Yeah, it's good. No, I I am absolutely and utterly blown away by your pronunciation there. Anyway, just to round that off, it's a stealth game and it's one of Tom Clancy's many, many, many games, all of which, including Ghost Recon Wildlands, are good. Dave? Dave? Are you there? I you just went off and bought Breakpoint. Scandalized, I think, would be the <laughs> correct word. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Because. Uh-huh. Okay, so, well, first, let's get your history out of the way, Craig. Uh, your history with yes. um, um, Michael Ironside. Who the hell is Michael Ironside? How dare you? How dare you? Michael Ironside is a treasure. His voice is like the best thing ever. Uh, he was not only in the Splinter Cell series, he was also in Command and Conquer and the movie V and a bunch of other things. It's my, he's like the king of B movies. It's Michael Ironside. Oh my god, Google the man. I've Googled him. I totally know him. Yes, he's the voice of Sam Fisher. Oh my god, I've never put two and two together. That guy's great. And he's got a great name, Ironside. That is, that's what you name a tank. 
that's that's amazing. Okay. Sorry, I I um, never put two and two together. I really I, I like that guy. Anyway, uh, yesterday I like have played probably all the splinter cells. I'm gonna say I'm gonna confidently say yes. Apart from the PSP one, I've played all the splinter cells. Um, I am a big fan of this game series. I can't wait until the next one comes out, which hopefully is this year. But knowing knowing things, it'll be next year because everything's being delayed. It's also done um, by new Ubisoft. What's that? It's also being done by new Ubisoft, let us say. And Ubisoft. They're, <laughs> Ubisoft. They're not exactly the best at making their titles different, let us say. Well, it's a VR game, though. So, okay. Well, I mean, I mean that at least a nice new spin on it. Okay. I, I'm hoping for v- anyway. Anyway, so that that's my my history. I I really do like Splint. I I really like the Splinter Cell games. It's they're maybe not the best games in the world or the stories. Blah 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 blah. But it, the core of it, the stealth. I I'm a stealthman, and I really oh, do like stealthman. Just sneaking. It's just sneaking. So off the back of this, I have downloaded the closest thing I could get to sneaking without killing anyone for the whole game, Mankind Divided again to play, much to Dave's disgust. Well, now see, first, uh, my my history with Splinter Cell. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. We must always use the full Mm -hmm. title. Um, I am a huge fan of these games, which is weird. Mm -hmm. I think Splinter Cell is... And this is heresy. They are head and shoulders above Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid is ridiculous when compared to Splinter Cell. Um, they both kind of go for the same thing, except for five. Like Metal Gear Solid Five went in its yeah, direction, uh, which yeah, is but, fine. Mm-hmm. Oddly, more Ubisoft. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, I. Uh, I remember playing the first Splinter Cell on the original Xbox when that was like a graphical showcase for Light and Shadow, right? It was like, oh yes. my gosh, this is amazing. Um, I have not played all of them. I definitely haven't played the uh, handheld one. I dropped off around Conviction? Or was it Blacklisted? Blacklist. Blacklist is the last one. What was the one on Wii U? Uh, was the, Wii- the Wii U was Blacklist. Okay, so there's one in the middle I didn't play. The one that had the okay. writing on the wall when it, the the text would pop up, but it would be on the walls of like the buildings. Oh god, is that, is that double? Is that double agent or chaos theory? It might be double agent. You might be right. Think, the one with the I black and double. white cover. Yeah. Okay, so I played all of them but that one. Um, and I yeah I this this when for a long time this was yet another staple in the Tom Clancy franchise it's like I guess I like all these Tom Clancy games mm-hmm. eh. uh, the, the one that was always weird for me was Ghost Recon I was never a huge fan of Ghost Recon but oh, I, loved, I, I had a particular like I was hoping that it would come up but we can leave it until later but I really like the Ghost Recon series Advanced Warfighter was like eye opening for me in terms of like AI um, cooperative AI oh, okay. so it, you know, AI, you're directing to do things. It just, it's, it's, sorry. Now I'm gushing, no, I'm no, like, no. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you're going eternal darkness mode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. no, yeah. Like, 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 so for me, like Tom Clancy games were always a winner until you, it happened. And we all know what it is. 
Um, I hold these up as the pinnacle of stealth games. Like, I don't think modern stealth, you know, like, like you know, uh, with gadgets, I guess gadgetry stealth, has never mm-hmm. gotten better than Splinter Cell. Uh, granted, I haven't played a bunch of games in the genre, but from what I've played, it is the best. The story, yes, the story is always bleh, mm-hmm. Who cares? It's Tom Clancy, it's babble. But having recognizable voices like uh, Michael Ironside made it feel more legit, oddly. Yeah. Like, like, oh, it's got a little bit of Hollywood in it. Okay, this is cool. This game, Pandora Tomorrow, first off, commits sin number one. Oh, no. You can't kill anybody in the first level. I don't want to have to shoot a light out and then, ooh, sneak up behind you. I just want to be able to kill him. Just let me kill him. I don't want to sneak through the river. Uh, I'll sneak until I get to the man, and then I'll kill him. But let me kill him. Yeah. I mean, um, I've I've got to agree to a certain extent. Like, I don't kill people. We know that, given the option. Yes. But I don't think that, unless there's a strong narrative reason, I don't think the choice should ever be made for you. Like, there's no reason to not kill the guy standing in the river, or the first guy, or the guy sitting no, no. You know, there's no reason to do it, other than maybe you interrogate one of them, but you you have to interrogate him as part... You know what I mean? Um, It shouldn't be forced, I don't think. Well, um, so so first off, how did you play this? Stealthily, like I sneaked my way through. No, I meant on what system, you dink. I, I know what you meant, and I played it on my PC. <gasps> I'm going to call the filthy people who pirate games that are 20 years old police. Um, I bought every single one of these games. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Craig, you say I played on my PC. Maybe I'm hanging out with Mike too much, but I just <laughs> assume piracy. Nobody buys PC games. <laughs> Um, now I would argue that instead of playing Deus Ex Mankind Divided mm-hmm. maybe pick up the Splinter Cell Remaster Triple Pack that came out on the PS3 that's pretty good uh, the only problem I have is and this led to some comical oopsies is so in every game that has triggers if you want to shoot the gun L2 is aim R2 <laughs> is fire this has L2 as whistle. And I'm pretty sure they did that as a joke because they knew <laughs> everybody was going to hit L2 to aim the gun. And it's not. It's R1. Uh, so I was constantly sneaking up on people and like, okay, I got to shoot at the light. And then I would peek my head around the corner and then go... I'm like, no! To, uh, so, to be fair, yeah. Metal Gear Solid default was R1 to shoot as well. Like, yeah, but Metal Gear Solid is Japanese. They have weird controller <laughs> rules. Okay. Circle is confirm, X is back out. It, no. So that's fine. And besides, I mean, I like playing Metal Gear Solid 2, how many times did you accidentally do something stupid because you just wanted to shoot? I mean, probably quite a few times. I mean, they have face buttons as fire. That's just weird. Anyway... Anyway, sorry about that. Why uh, is there a special reason you want... Did you specifically want to do this one? Or did you just want to talk Splinter Cell? I kind of just wanted to talk Splinter Cell, uh, if I'm perfectly honest. And this, I think, the way the years went, this might have been the first opportunity I got to, because... Just cause. 
No, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, I mean, we we've talked about uh, Rainbow Six. We've talked about yeah. Well, we haven't talked about Ghost Recon, but we will at some point, I'm sure, because all these games uh, are special to both of us. Oddly, yeah, yeah. Um, how does uh, uh, uh hmm. Okay, so it's hard to talk about a game in the middle of a franchise. Yeah. When I can't exactly remember what the first game did and what the third game, this was what was this the split, uh, the mercenaries versus spies mode? Is that when this came in? I never, I never, I never did any of. I I just touched the core game. Okay, well then you know what? Let's skip all the multiplayer stuff, and let's talk about the core game. Uh, why don't you explain to the nice people what sets Splinter Cell apart from any other stealth game, really? I think what, what for me, makes Splinter Cell special, and this is, will make me sound like an idiot, but go with me here. Mm-hmm. Splinter Cell feels realistic in a way Metal Gear Solid does. And I'm mainly going to compare those two because they yeah. are competitors. Mm-hmm. It feels realistic in a way that Metal Gear Solid doesn't. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I don't... Completely. Sorry. Go ahead. No, on you go. You talk, please, for the love of God. <laughs> no, like um, it it does it. All the gadgets feel like if that doesn't exist, we're really close to making it exist. Even like back then, right? Mm-hmm. It was like okay, I could see a yeah, thermal vision on with with the night vision. You know, oh, this little like the suit. The suit is probably the the only thing you have to go out on a limb for in terms yeah. of uh, plausible deniability. Of like, well. I don't know if that would work. Also, yes, the guards are kind of dumb sometimes. It's like, I may be in a suit, but I can <laughs> tell when there's a dude sitting in shadow. It's... Uh, yeah, eh, eh. Yeah. Um, but this makes you feel like an operative, which is weird. Like, the way Rainbow Six makes you feel like, oh, yes, this isn't realistic. I know SWAT teams don't do this, but it it conveys that feeling of being a stealth operative the same way Rainbow Six conveys the feeling of being part of a team going in on a mission. Um, I think that is, hands down, the best thing a Tom Clancy game can do. Is It's not realistic. You're, it's not police quest. You're not, okay, kick mm-hmm. the tires. Okay, check the brakes. You know, you're not doing that. But it conveys to you the same thing that the uh, operative would be feeling at that time. Yeah. And boy, I sound like a dork. No, no, it, it you'd completely on point though because it is really quite real and it feels real. Um, it, it was the same with the first one. As I say, nothing, not not a lot changed from the first game. So the first game when I hit it, and, and I'm not just going to start talking about the first game, but I would be as well. When you hit it, it just feels like you have to do. You're there to do the job. You're not gaming through it. You can't game your way through it. You've got to no, actually that's a good point. just. Be the person, um, and then yeah, that, like come to the second game, and it's you're blown away. And then the second game adds like a laser sight, and you can shoot while you're hanging upside down, Dave. That's totally no. something one of these cool guys could do. You can whistle while you're upside down. <laughs> In my case, you can hang from a pole and whistle. Um, no, you brought up a very good point, right? Like. Um, Role playing in video games is not something I generally do. It's it the, the artifice is too high. I can't really yeah. get into it. I can think to myself, okay, if I was in this situation, I can do the same thing with movies, right? Like I can just empathize. Yeah. The this series and most Tom Clancy games, to be fair, 
make you roleplay in a way that most games don't. Mm-hmm. That is very intriguing. And I don't yeah. know if that's subject matter for me of like, oh, this is serious stuff going on. I'm not lopping the head off an orc king. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you find it easier to get in? Like uh, when I play a – like when I seriously play instead of just booting one up. When I play a Tom Clancy game, it's generally I have to get into a mode of like, okay, I can't run and gun through this on any of them really unless you're really good. Uh, I have to, okay, be patient. I have to take my time. I have to plan. It's almost like a mode I have to get into rather than, you know, anything else. Does that happen for you? No, they, I, I, on a daily basis, I try and sneak through the house so that no one notices me. <laughs> I'll try and sneak into the kitchen to make a cup of coffee without Laura seeing me. And I'll sneak upstairs to see what the kids are up to without it. Um, I'm the opposite. So for me, the recent example, and I hate bringing it up episode on episode, but the recent example of the opposite is Bloodborne for me. So I'm always in that sneaky, stealth, take my time, patient mode, whereas I needed to start getting faster and start moving and start reacting. and start, You know, like, I'm always in always game for the slow paced take my time and reflect and absorb everything and you know like that it's it's the pressure the time pressure is the bit that throws me off and i need to get in the mood for that so i suppose i need to wind up to play that kind of game and you need to wind down to play this kind of game type well i mean i mean i think i i think here's here's where we differ it's the only place we're really different and it's it's always the same place but we are both we both approach the situation the exact same way. My end goal is corpses. Your mm-hmm. end goal is shadow. And that's really the only difference whenever yeah. we play a stealth game. Like you will take 20 minutes to set up in Hitman. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I will take 20 minutes to go, okay, that's his route. Okay, here's where I'm going to ambush him. Uh-huh. And we just take different approaches. And in this, like, I think if you were to watch us play on streams, which we will mm-hmm. not stream because we're terrible at games, um, yep. you would see us like 90% of the way the same thing. But at the end, that's when I start shooting. That's when you start sneaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When it, when it comes to, to the way we play games, you are Sam Fisher. I am mm-hmm. John Marsden. And that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Um, but I, I like how now I, I I honestly don't remember much of this game other than what I replayed and I replayed the, mm-hmm. the entire first mission where you're sneaking yeah. in and you're like oh no save the girl and the guy's like no I'm a Colombian and we're bad and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff um, I don't remember exactly how free this game is with killing people was it just the first uh, mission no there's there's a few of them you have to sneak but not all of them there's it never tells you to murder everyone, but it will tell you if they don't want anyone to die, and it happens a few times. Okay, all right, because I remember the first Splinter Cell, like the first Splinter Cell, and this might be why it made such a giant impact on me, was the first Splinter Cell was the game where I finally chose not to kill everybody because that's a giant hassle. Uh-huh. I can't afford that. So... I, I couldn't remember if that was just me going, okay, no, I can't kill, or it wouldn't let me kill. But uh, yeah, okay, all right, that's fair enough. Um, which I, I suppose, I to me, it adds to the realism, like it's forced, but it adds to the realism because A, hiding bodies is a bit more difficult than what games make it look like. You can't just There aren't always convenient lockers. Yeah, there's no lockers, you can't throw them in a box. But also, 
there would be some missions that an operative would be on where they would say, you're just there for information, do not kill anyone, because politically it would cause something or blah, or blah, blah, blah. Like... An incident, as they say. Yes, there's been an incident. Um, so I, I buy into it. If, if they tell me not to kill anyone, I will already be on that path anyway. <laughs> um. So then, as a stealthman... Um, mm-hmm. Where does this fall in, in the canon for you of stealth games? Oh, it's definitely, it's like right, right up there. This, Metal Gear Solid Five, obviously Hitman for different reasons are all up there. Uh, Deus Ex is in a different camp because it's kind of like, it's not stealth stealth, it's a different kind of... It's like an RPG stealth. Stil- yeah, yeah. Um, but this is totally not to like, because I prefer an open world game to a mission-based game if I'm probably reflecting on things but with this you hit a mission you're there for a job you are an operative you're stealth it just work it works so well for this genre and for the type of stealth that it is and what you're trying to do because you are literally on missions you're on you know like there's no there's no there's no artificial yeah there's no location location Exactly. Everything ties it together to make it the perfect format for the game. And the st- oh, honestly, I just I, I think on the whole, it's it's why isn't there? Oh, <laughs> this is um, another one that I could say I would love, like just a big collection, a big PS Five collection or something. I would pay through the nose for something like that. I uh, yeah, the PS Three collection is pretty good. I mean, it's it's still PS Two. level models but they clean it up really nice and it's nice to have like all three i I would say the first three are kind of a trilogy and then you get your blacklist and your double agent and all that i um i wanted to talk about like how this is level to level right like i think in certain games um and we always talk about this too kind of like a james bond movie yeah, the locations are what is very important. This needs to feel like a globe hopping operation. Like, like it adds to the story to be like, oh, I'm in Marrakesh, and then I'm I'm in Tokyo, and then I'm in you know, kind of like Hitman does, where it's just it's almost as fun to see the different locations as it is to actually do the mission. And I think that's very important in uh, a military stealth game, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um. And and that, that I mean that's like let's let's be honest and I know I bag on it a lot and I it, I think it comes across that I don't appreciate it as much as I do but like Metal Gear Solid two right yeah like the fact that that took place like ninety percent on that tanker yeah killed it for me right like Big Shell was cool the first like two hours and then you're like oh oh the oh the whole game oh um whereas something like five or even three. I think mm-hmm. worked very well because three, you were in a location that's like, oh, I have to stealth in a jungle. That's really cool. Uh-huh. And they played with it because sometimes you're in installation, sometimes you're in the jungle. And then five, it was just, well, I can do what I want. Time to play Metal Gear Solid Far Cry. <laughs> you know, it was it was fun in that way. If this was a stealth game that took place in like all military installations, uh-uh, I, I, I don't yeah. think it would work. Yeah. So yes, right. I, I, I appreciate that the, the, the Tom Clancy-ness of this game, mm-hmm. while still being as impenetrable as a Tom Clancy novel. <laughs> I've never um, I've, I've never read any of his books, if I'm honest. Like, not one. 
they are like 80% technical manual. If you read Hunt for Red October, by golly, you're going to know how a sub works by the end of it. Uh, I've read I've read two. I've read Clear and Present Danger because I really liked that movie when I was a kid. And I read, uh, what's the other one? Not for not Hunt for October. I can't remember the name of the other one. Was it Some of All Fears? Did I read some? I, I don't remember. Some of All Fears is a Tom Clancy book. That's a good film. That was. A stadium went kablooey. Yeah, um, you didn't read Rainbow Six, did you? No, no. I always kind of wanted to. And then I realized, oh, I don't like the characters. I just like the games. I don't care about Chavez. Mm. Uh, I'm just going for ones that were good films. Clear and Present Danger, Patriot Games. I want to say it was it was one of the movies. Because I think it was the movie that yeah. made me go, oh, hey. Um, yeah, it was kind of like being a kid and you see Jurassic Park. And then you read the book and you're like, this is not near what I was expecting. Uh-huh. Jurassic Park, it's, the book, while good, is a very different beast. Yeah. It's funny that, because I, I quite often think, oh, I wish I would read the book or watch the film version of the book. But it's always, for me, for some strange reason, disappointing, because whatever way I consume the story first is the kind of, like, canon version of it. Even if the book oh, yeah. was written first and the film was based on the book, I'll watch the film and I'll be like... I've got it. And then you read the book and you, you question it because things are different or things, you know, the tone's different. So I run into that a lot with Stephen King because I think Stephen King works on the page way better than he works on the screen. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, same with Lovecraft too. But uh, the only the only two authors I don't expect, and trust me, living with somebody that like grew up on the Harry Potter books and then finally watching the Harry Potter movies is a litany of, it's not like that in the book. It's not like that in the book. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I, I get it. Adaptation's a thing. Um, except for um, the only two I don't feel that for, and this is way off of Splinter Cell, uh, Agatha Christie and Arthur Conan Doyle. Like, oh, yeah, if you yeah. want to put a cool spin on those stories, fine. That's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what you change out of those because, well, yeah, I still have the books. They're great. I'm with you. That's actually, I've never even considered, like, I find a lot of Sherlock Holmes to read impenetrable. Like, at times, I just, oh, it's, they're tough reads. They Um, are hands down my favorite books. Like, I mean, I know that's that's a really popcorn, doofy thing to say that mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, Dostoevsky instead of Conan Doyle. I have reread the Sherlock Holmes books like nine times. I love every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm... To be honest, and it makes me sound like an idiot, but I'm not the biggest reader in the world. No, I'm not anymore either. Like, mm. like I, I just don't find time to sit and read. I'd rather be doing something else. Um, but then again, you know, going on to Audible and having Stephen Fry read all of the Sherlock Holmes books. Well, <laughs> why not? Um, anyway, off of that nonsense, let's go on to other nonsense that we're supposed to talk about. Why don't you like Borderlands 3 anymore, Craig? Oh, God, I forgot about that from, what, half an hour ago? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, I don't like... I I just started playing it, and I'm just... I don't know what got me first, but basically, I started playing it. I wasn't laughing... Or, I mean, it's not ever a funny game, but I wasn't, like, thinking, oh, that's even kind of mildly entertaining or anything. Nothing was working for me. Claptrap wheeled up to me, and I'm just like, 
Yeah, I get it. Claptrap, follow you. Oh, like that. I'm dancing. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not digging this. I'm not digging it at all. So I played a wee bit further and I started shooting people. And then I was thinking, the shooting isn't even that great. What is it I play this for? I play it for the loot. And then I remembered, you know, like, oh, I need to go and switch on colorblind mode so it tells me what color is what and stuff like that. <laughs> and then I started looking about in the first base area trying to see if there was any loot and stuff. And then all of a sudden I just get this overwhelming feeling of, why the hell am I even doing this? I've already established that the setting isn't getting me going and the gunplay isn't the best. Why am I even bothering looking for loot? And at that point, I just turned it off and deleted it. Like I lit, I just, I just had a moment, and I don't. It's not one of those. I need to be in the right mood or anything. It just all of a sudden hit me that it, I, I wasn't digging it anymore. I, I, I have that every once in a while. I will boot up a game, and then I just feel exhausted because I know, oh, all right, I'm gonna have to do. It. Um. So, in case you haven't garnered this from the last couple episodes, a uh, little behind the curtain here. Uh, me and Craig have always disagreed on Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think it's miserable. Um, Craig has always enjoyed it. And then Craig finally got around to playing one of the games that I enjoy immensely. And mm-hmm. he didn't. Except, uh, Craig, why don't you take over? Um, you can tell the fine people what happened. What, what, what did happen? I'm having trouble thinking what you're hinting at. Sorry, my brain's going to be a bit weird. Craig finally played and finished with some expert coaching, I might add. Uh, Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's such a magical game. That is a very mechanically rich, mm-hmm. very rewarding game to play. Uh, yeah. Whether you like it or not, it, it's, it's a very mechanics-focused game. Um, and my complaints with Borderlands was always the shooting feels like pish. Um, mm-hmm. The story is pish. The yep. world is pish. The loot system is pish. There's nothing to sink your teeth into. Yeah. It feels shallow, like Oblivion, like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. And I like to think that now you've played a game with some hefty meat to it. Yeah. That you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to eat tofu. I want a steak. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's definitely, it's probably got a bit to play in it. I wouldn't like to say I am that fickle that playing one game has completely changed my taste because I've just downloaded Mankind Divided to sneak through it again. And that's, you know... Mechanically satisfying. I suppose, yeah. I see, I see what and, you've done and, there. And how dare you call me fickle? How I'm not calling you dare fickle. you? I'm saying, I'm oh. not calling you fickle. I'm saying I'm not fickle. No, no, no. That happened to me. Oh, did that? Oh, sorry. Like, like when I... Like, I played Dark Souls at the same time I was playing Skyrim. And I was enjoying the ever-loving hell out of Skyrim. Look, it's great! I can shoot giants into the air, and I can, I can sneak up, and now, oh, look, I can just wave a sword at somebody. It's great. And then I played Dark Souls. And then I went back to Skyrim, and I went, ew. Ew. Ew, this is gross. And then I just, like, death marched my way through Skyrim to get to the end. And bef- there's like there's certain watermark games that your tastes change as soon as you play it. Like again, I bring it up all the damn time. Uh-huh. The moment I played Monster Hunter, it was like, this is it. This is it. This is I love this kind of game. Then when I played Street Fighter, it was the same way. Oh, boy, I gotta stop naming Capcom games. Jeez. 
Um, <laughs> the moment I played, you know, like a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Quest, there was there's there's a click that happens where you're like, oh, I know something I love. Um, and then other games kind of it's like movies, right? Like if you grow up on watching B movies, you watch Transmorphers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you love it because yeah, it's a movie. It's, it's great. And then you watch something like I don't know, Twelve Angry Men, and you're like, no, this, this, this is a movie. Um, I, I think that happens with games too. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that's what's happening here, but I was fickle enough to be like, oh no, 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 I, I, I changed the way I view games now. Oh, I that definitely happened because I for a long, for a long time, didn't watch any films or got maybe fifteen or twenty minutes into a film and switched it off. Because genuinely, my gut reaction was, this isn't as good as Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It's not gripping me, <laughs> so it's going off. Like, that happened for, like, a good six or seven months before it, I kind of, like, I got into, like, just enjoying absorbing media again. There was a long time where I just, I couldn't. Because I, I felt like it wasn't worth the time because it wasn't as good as bloody Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> as we call it, TTSS is in the bins. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. You know, that movie's phenomenal. That movie yeah. feels like it's like it could be a Tom Clancy game. Um, it yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, Gary Oldman is like a national treasure because of that movie. Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, that could be what's going on. I I went through a whole like phase after I fi- after I finally got into Souls, where everything kind of tasted like oatmeal. I was like, oh yeah, this is all right, but I mean, could just not. So yeah, I think it happens every like like it. it I don't want to say it's a documented thing because that's stupid, but like you can look at message boards at like hundreds of people going, oh, after I played this, I don't want to play anything else that's not this. Like it happens. So I I don't know. I hope that's not what you're going through because you're gonna play Neo and like Neo is game of the century, besides yeah. all the other ones that I name. D- I don't. I don't think it's quite as bad. That's why I said I'm not as fickle because I immediately went into Yakuza Four, which, on in all terms, is is probably not as good as Blood Button, but it's still something I love and I'm passionate about. No, but so, it's meaty. It is. Oh God, it is. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. Oh God, I don't know. Anyway, so that was the Borderlands Three thing, and I installed it because I wanted to try it out. 120 frames a second on my new telly and blah blah oh your fancy new telly and i just couldn't i was just like yeah nah i'm done no no but i mean like like i'm glad this happened to you not because i'm sadistic but because uh from like here when i say oh this doesn't really have anything for me to sink my teeth into you know what i mean now yeah um so that's why i don't like animal crossings as a series, there's nothing to sink my teeth into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we'll do is we will final thoughts, Splinter Cell at this point, and Tom Clancy and everything else we've talked about. I think Splinter Cell is a series well worth going back to even today because there's nothing like it. Like, I can't think of a modern stealth game that does the same thing Splinter Cell does. And I almost will predict the new Splinter Cell will not feel like this. Because I saw what they did to Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I saw what they're going to do to Rainbow Six. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. So, I would say this is well worth, even if you go back and buy the PS3 triple pack, it's well worth it. Okay, okay. Sorry. I am almost entirely in agreement. So, yes. um, 
it's it's well worth playing. The, that PS3 triple pack might actually be a good shout. Um, I just wish I'd, on it. It's not even it's not even a case of graphics or anything. I just want things to be available on the PlayStation Four so I can sit here and play it rather than you know like move or plug in a different console. It's so yeah, it's ease of use. Um, I have high hopes for the new one because it's VR and I am a fan of VR. By this point, everyone knows what you know like what VR does good and what VR doesn't do good. Ubisoft's current VR games are mostly incredible. Like some of them are really good. Um and they've learned and they're not the the traditional Ubisoft type thing. So I'm hoping they do something really exciting with Splinter Cell. Assassin's Creed I don't really care that much about, but Splinter Cell, they better do a good job. Um I can't imagine an Assassin's Creed VR game where you have to do that dive off the top of the I mean, right that, that would be the, that would be the coolest <laughs> moment, right? Like that would be doing the eagle dive. That'd be yeah. great. Can um, you imagine? Okay, um, I have one last question for you. Okay, and then I'll I'll close this out. How do you feel about Sly Cooper? Oh, I like Sly Cooper. Really? Yeah, yeah. I played okay. um, uh, the thieves. Is it Thieves in Time? Maybe. Yeah, I think a so. A couple of months ago it, now. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a series where I played the first one. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I, I never really touched it again. Kind of like Jack yeah. and Daxter. I just never got around to it. I was never a fan of um, Jack and Daxter. But yeah, I, I really enjoy uh, Sly Cooper. It's it's pretty funky. I am um, uh, Probably if you were ever going to try it again, just go for Thieves in Time because it's the last one. It's on the PS3 and it might have been free at some point. Well, they also have, the, I, I noticed while I was I was buying the Splinter Cell, they also have the triple pack for that. That's why I was oh, curious. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, next time on Retro Rewind, we're going to have, well, tomorrow maybe for Pandora. Future will be perfect. And that's all I'm going to lead you on. I don't get it. You should. You know what the next game is. Mirror's Edge? Yes, no, that's it. Mirror's Edge, Future <laughs> Perfect. Um... <laughs> That's a, that's a, we should do a back to back episode on those games because they are interesting at some point. Uh, anyway, again, thank you very much for listening and biteffect.com. You can get a hold of us if you'd like to suggest a game. Uh, if you do suggest a game, if it's older, uh, please make sure that you uh, do you want a bit effect episode or do you want just a retro rewind casual kind of episode about it? Um, because we don't want somebody to be like, dude, I really love this game. And then we're like, yeah, let's talk about Bigfoot. I I don't (laughs) want to accidentally do that. So um, other than that, uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Say goodnight to fine people. Slaters. I should have said something Tom Clancy-ish. Well, he said Slaters a lot. A lot, like all the time. Slaters. (laughs) Slaters. (laughs) Slaters.